The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. All right, heavens, welcome into the podcast. It's about 30 minutes past noon on Saturday. James Flippin and Mike Montone were broadcasting from Bloomfield, New Jersey, and a lot to get into today, a lot to do. Suspicious packages galore. I mean, every time you open your phone, look at a computer screen, TV screen, whatever you want, it's a suspicious package, and it's sent to somebody who doesn't typically have nice things to say about President Trump. We'll get into that. Uh, Megyn Kelly out at NBC. She originally made what I thought was actually kind of a um, lucid and and well-thought-out comment about blackface and just kind of race in general and how it plays into the discussion of something as similar as a Halloween costume, and we are on the cusp of Halloween. Mike, what's your uh, costume this year? Uh, I actually, if you can see it on my my Instagram, I... um I dressed up as a nasty woman, or more, more really of a, a male feminist. I, um, I have, uh, I got the cat hat. I have a sweet pair of horn-rimmed, you know, Brooklyn douchebag uh, glasses, and uh, I have a pink T-shirt. I'm a fucking idiot. I drew all of these messages, um, but I accidentally drew them on the back, so I had to wear the uh, the shirt backwards with the uh, the front tag in order to take yeah. any pictures yeah to take any pictures so you know i apologize for my penis and male feminist and hashtag resist and such all over uh, all over it actually but see uh, that's not like you usually you'd be very on top of the public you know the uh how am i going to market this side of things and you realize you got to write it on the front yeah i back. know well i had been drinking Heavily, heavily at the uh, the time I, I threw it together, but let me. Uh, this I is a good time to mention that. a slight new. While you look that up, a, a slight little news item I had, which you know we'll sprinkle these in oh, throughout yeah, the you show. Go. You are now about to experience the most American podcast ever created. Oh, the face you're making is absolutely perfect. Oh, yeah. Well, See, that's the that's the key to acting, really, is the facial, facial expression. Yeah. And you well, I'm absolutely letting, nailed. That is that is that sort of constipated look they get when they're uh, they're shouting at the... Yeah, uh, there's a little the bit of constipation. There, there's I, a little bit of, uh, you know, they're probably angry with their father. Yeah, uh, un, unhinged fury. It's like very... There's, there's like real... It's unsettling. There. It's yeah, unsettling. Terrifying. I mean, you saw the uh, image uh, video, I should say, probably of that woman who was um, attending a, I guess, pro-life rally, and then some guy came up to her and like, oh, roundhouse kicked her phone yeah, out of her. Yeah, that guy. That <laughs> video is like hilarious in so many ways. Like, I, I love the little like jig that he does, and then he roundhouse kicks it, and then the way he screams, "I was aiming for the phone." I <laughs> Oh, it was so he immediately freaked out. Every element of that video is perfect. No, it really is. Um, so, yeah, again, we've got so much to do today. These suspicious bombs, uh, blackface and Halloween costumes. Did you have a good time wherever you went, or do you not remember? That was um, that was actually at my uncle's house. We were recording um, out the my Savage Sack Tap Halloween Spooktacular. Um, my uncle's a, an eccentric, eccentric dude, so I have him every Halloween. I, I sit down with him. 
Um, I get a little video on it, um, but I just have him play like a host of characters at a Halloween party. So I I got like 30 minutes of that, and then uh, it's another like uh, big chunk of me watching uh, the History Channel's uh, Halloween documentary. Is Ooh, what were they talking about there? I love the History Channel. It's it's old. You got to go on YouTube. It's called like the Real Origins of Halloween or some shit like that. But they get into literally Halloween from when it was uh, I think it was called Samhain. Uh, back in uh, back in the the way old days, mm-hmm. uh, all the way up through now. So I d- I pulled like um, fi- Sawin, some shit like that. Some uh, what are they pagan? Yeah, yeah. The um, yeah, the fucking pagans. Yeah, those, those people going to hell. Which of uh, course we're s- still celebrating to this day. Hey, yeah. The uh, the Christmas tree is pagan. That's right. You know, not a lot of people know that actually. Yeah. Um, totally true, and. Yeah, c- completely an- antithetical to what you would think about the you know one of the two most important holidays in the Christian faith. Yeah, so uh, I did a little, uh, little Halloween history, and then um, I did uh, I start the whole thing off with you know the usual PC fucking outrage because that's my that's my favorite thing to get into. Yeah, um, what what were you talking about this time around? And and check I, out Mike's podcast by the way. It's the Savage Sack Tap. And on social media, you can just basically go to everything. Uh, the Savage Crew and at yeah. Twitter at Mike Montone. That's the, I I'm all over there, and there's a, a link to the show, and then uh, yeah, the Facebook page, the all the uh, the iTunes links and stuff are up. But um, I, the uh, did you see the hand the Handmaid's Tale uh, costume that everyone was getting pissed off about? Like a, it was like in September. Uh, and I sat on the story. I didn't want to do it until Halloween. Um, but the, I mean, I know about the Handmaid's costume. It's like a sexy Handmaid's Tale costume, oh. and apparently that means you're glorifying rape culture. Oh, but I nice. feel like if you were going, how to, do you make that costume sexy? Uh, like I think they were, you know, showing a little leg and and you know, Some dropping it down to get yeah, nice cleavage shot. But uh, they still have on the like you know pilgrim the hat, stupid hat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's the thing about the Handmaid's Tale is that. If it's supposed to be this dystopian future where men are oppressing women and trying the hand, to the hand jobs tale. to fuck them into like the mass like this like beautiful perfect master race, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't have my women walking around in like frumpy fucking um, first Thanksgiving pilgrim right. outfits. Right. I would have them you know slutting it up like I would want you you know you well, wanna, all right so I have some fun with it. I you're, may be talking you're in control. I may be talking out of my ass right now, but I may also not be and also it's my podcast so I think I can get away with it. I yeah. think I think I read that originally the Handmaid's Tale novel, which was back in like written in the eighties or something like that, I think is actually a commentary on Islam. So oh, really? I think he's basically saying this is how silly like the hijab is which is like which that. is which is in fact hilarious then because the people who love this show the most will completely ignore the fact that islam is like a yeah. real really 100% really that's bad why this person women. was writing about that and if i'm wrong <laughs> then i'm making the comparison between the two if i'm um, wrong and that actually wasn't true about that novel yeah. then somebody was saying you could actually make the argument the commentary. so yeah, which, but i think i am which right which is actually what the i i commented on that in in the uh, the episode as well yeah. um it's ridiculous it's it's fucking it's, it's absurd i mean the hypocrisy yeah. left and right i mean honestly and, and like we said we're going to get into the megan kelly thing yeah um and and I've got some thoughts on that. I'm sure you've got some thoughts on that. Blackface, whatever. I first of all, I've never felt the desire to to put on to put on blackface. blackface. Uh, I, I I have something uh, very 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 funny to show you when we get to that. And I have a hilarious image in my mind of a good friend of mine who one year dressed up as Apollo Creed, and he just loves Apollo Creed. So he did it 
He, he did it in he blackface. Did it. He went with blackface. What year was it? I think this would have been somewhere within the last five to ten years. Five to ten, you could. Pr- I think five I to wasn't ten even years at ago, the, you could. Still I wasn't get away at this party. It. I've seen images after the fact, and it's a hilarious. I mean, it's hilarious. Yeah. Five to ten years. Five years ago, um, two thousand thirteen. Eh, two thousand thirteen might have been pushing. Okay, so it. you think that's a fact? You think that's a factor, though? Ten years. Yeah. So that's why Jimmy Kimmel is fine with the whole Carl Malone thing. Um. Yeah, I don't. I mean. Because he actually uses like a black voice, like a stereotypical black voice. Yeah, doing it. it's There's no question that that would be completely out of bounds now. Well, it's it's very convenient for them to not to just ignore that that was like it's almost like he's a new. There's new Jimmy Kimmel and there's old Jimmy right, Kimmel. Right. Which whatever I I don't I, look yeah. I'm not the kind of person I, I'm I'm never that person who goes out there and is like so and so should be fired man yeah no I don't so, want I don't to just fired. I don't get into it I don't because I would be fired yeah right yeah oh <laughs> my god I pray look I just pray that I never get like a legitimate enough job where I have to spend you know thousands of dollars hiring some tech guru to like scrub the web of all my podcasts and tweets and all that stuff I, yeah my feeling on that is kind of if um, if something ever if I ever was at the center of anything that big over something I said online, I would just try to parlay it into promoting the shit out of my, my show. 100%. I would just be like, and by the way, if you want to hear me say even more fucked up no, stuff, it's, here's where you can... You're absolutely right. It's it's a uh, it's a twisted fact of the world we live in. Yeah. I used to say that same thing to my buddy, Brad. I used to always say, look, man, if anything happens to me, don't worry about it. Yeah. I'll be on like Fox News that night, like yeah. being interviewed by I would, I would Exactly. Yeah. I'd be like, hey, Stephen Crowder. And that's not even, yeah, that's not even yeah. like pumping anybody up. That's just the facts of this media market looking for people yeah. that fit that type of story. And you're an idiot if you don't jump on that and parlay it into yeah. whatever you can. Come on, somebody get me fired. Yeah. Come on. Somebody. Um, did you see that they're now selling a 77 pack of Natty Light? Yeah, I did. Uh, I did. That was in my uh, my sack tap uh, last. Isn't week. that interesting? Yeah. See, I think we're of a, of a similar mind when yeah. it comes to well, some of these things. Yeah, you, know, you play it, the, the. I think the the high school football breeds people who love Natty Light. <laughs> That's and, true. And uh, if we see how often do you see Natty Light in the news? You don't. Yeah, uh, this dickhead in Maryland. I fucking hate that guy. He's he's like attacking. Natty Light for encouraging binge drinking. Oh, my God. So that was the hook to that story, right? Like somebody basically complained. The Maryland Comptroller. But I think he's just – I think he's in bed with like the craft beer companies Mm. because at the end of the AP article, um, it was like, you know, know, when he was doing whatever, he worked – he worked with craft beer companies to do X, Y, and Z. But what a douchebag. No so college got, kids are drinking yeah. craft beer. So he's just going after, uh, you know, a, a mass producer because he's a dick. Yeah. yeah. That would be like Vince McMahon saying, like, you know, that local basement wrestling federation yeah. is promoting yeah, be- health, yeah. healthy, showing you know, up sanctioned in, yeah, fights. Showing up in someone's backyard and trying to get it uh, shut down while yeah. they're body slamming each other Just off being the roof. a dick for no reason. Yeah. I was trying to think of if there's some way that and I'm not exactly sure how it would work but I'd love to do a podcast where like we get some reasonable group of people together and crush that 77 while recording a podcast yeah um yeah I, I think and I'm not don't get me wrong I don't mean to like throw down the gauntlet as some like badass drinker or like somebody no, who's really like that it'd be fun I'd be fucking destroyed I would be completely fucked up uh, but I, I mean it's also Natty Light I mean 
light yeah. beer over the course of amount of time, you can actually drink that and somewhat still be with it. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many how many people would it have to be. I don't know. I think it would be fun to use that as like a a CSB alum mega show. Yeah, that's a great idea. And just set up a table and maybe just, we could get Natty Light to sponsor. Yeah, rotate. Yeah, hey, fuck it. Why the not? Internet stuff, right? Yeah. Um, you rotate people through and. They, they have drink, to drink with natties. you yeah. while they're on. If you give them each like fifteen minutes yeah. or whatever, and yeah, we'd have to we'd a... have to plan carefully the layout of the show in terms of the timing, because we wouldn't yeah. want certain people to be on with us, or maybe we would when we were totally destroyed at the end. Yeah. I so think... in other words, you have to be careful. You have to not careful. That's the wrong word. You want to be strategic. Yeah. You want how you put it together. Yeah. You want to create your order, and yeah, you create a little event around it. You get a bunch of people to mingle. You could almost do it as a, like a, a live show too. Yeah. I right. Think that like maybe be... there's somebody who we hadn't seen in a while, and we'd actually yeah. like to have somewhat of a of a yeah, you, conversation. Yeah, you, you, hey, why don't you start it out? You know yeah, what I mean? Like bring uh bring all you got like th- you have a million Like Dave Lagreca, why don't you sit down with us towards the beginning when we're yeah, not completely uh, sure. Uh who's uh with Carlucci, I'm sure that guy would uh yeah. y- you throw him in. No question. He'd come. Yarl Hogadal. Yeah. yeah. There's a, the whole bunch of the whole, uh, whole bunch of people. The whole yeah. rigmarole. No question. All right, good. I'm glad I brought up the 77 pack of Natty. I got to keep that unread. I'm going to mark that as unread so I don't forget to look into that later. Yeah, that's a good one. Um so uh, the thing we were going to talk about before we got a little sidetracked with that was the Megan Kelly blackface oh, thing in yeah. a little more detail. Like, I guess, expressing ourselves. And what I noticed was, I guess I pick up on this kind of thing because I'm the type of person that when certain people say things that I know are going to be controversial, I want to look around to other people's reaction and see how they take it yeah. in. So when Megan Kelly was sort of laying out her point about... Um, First of all, she waded into it in a weird way where she was like, oh, you know, once upon a time, it was kind of still okay to, well, yeah, Yeah. dumbass. I mean, when you, like, painted your lips white and your face totally black and you're Otis and, you know, Amos and Andy or whatever, that's a totally different era. And it's it's actually no question that is inherently different from if you're trying to, like, in a positive recreationally way, be somebody you're not. You know what I mean? Like, have fun with the idea of a costume that mimics a person who actually exists. There's a a character. A broad line of demarcation between a minstrel show and a Halloween costume. Certainly. So, even to to go so far as to say, you know, years ago, well, yeah, but you're you're getting yourself off on the wrong foot because it depends on how far back you want to go to where there's no question this debate kind of flips. So, anyway, um, she's talking about how. If you wanted to be Diana Ross and you really love Diana Ross and you yeah. decide that you want to look like Diana Ross. What better homage. Yeah, than, than to go out on Halloween and do that. Now, the one thing I thought was kind of interesting, and this is, again, to my back point, what I was talking about. There was a woman in the audience sitting over Megan Kelly's shoulder, probably about two or three rows up. And she looked to me to be, um, I guess, a woman of color, as they say, you know, possibly yeah. uh, a light-skinned African-American Black. or maybe yeah. she was Spanish or whatever it may be. And she was kind of vibing on what Megyn Kelly was saying. Like, she was, like, sort of nodding along. And the way Megyn Kelly said what she said, I really don't think was that outlandish. I really think she was basically saying, like, look, kids maybe, and she didn't say it this way. I'm saying it this way. Kids don't think about things the same way adults do. If you, um, you know, love Michael Jordan, 
and you decide you want to be Michael Jordan for uh, Halloween, and you're yeah. seven years old, and you decide that you should actually have darker skin than you currently a do. A child doing that just sounds adorable. Like, yeah, <laughs> right. Like, that's a totally different... So, so for her to not frame it in those terms, maybe that's her bad, but... I just don't think there was anything that crazy about what she said. Then the knives came out, and it's yeah. like, all right, Roker, time to get out there and take one for the team because we really need to get rid of this contract. I'm sorry. That's the way it came off to me. Everyone been trying to get rid of Megan Kelly for a long time. Every, Her ratings are fucking terrible. Every reasonable person that I've heard discuss this has said the exact same thing. Like They just they found, they found their out with Megan yeah. Kelly. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, it was a horrible hire. Yeah. Some of these TV executives, honestly, it's, it's like... They don't know. They've got so much money that they just don't know what to do with they're, it. And ESPN's got the same problem. Yeah, they sunk all that money into that morning show they have, which is a total disaster. They're not. Um, they don't think like normal people think. No, they think they're they're idiots. And but and, like part of it is because like they come from different places that have nothing to do with you know what they're doing as an executive. Like they go from one industry to the other, or. You fall ass backward into some money, or you come up through a different portion of the industry. So you're not exactly you don't know what's entertaining or what a crowd will like. It's you just, true. You just kind of hear, and it's kind of crazy. I think a lot of this has to do with social media. My brother and I, before we started doing this show, we're talking about the way social media has changed um, politics, and we're going to get into the suspicious yeah. packages thing, and you know the political atmosphere that we live with right now, and and all the all the you know hatred and negativity that exists in a, in a big and potentially obviously dangerous way. Um, that all being said, you start to think about social media and to me, it gives a false sense to business executives, TV executives, people in general of what's really going on out there. And what I mean by that is it would seem as though it's a bad, it's a, it's a free speech Wonderland, where everybody can make themselves clear and, and share their opinions and all this kind of stuff. And certainly people do do that. But the majority of people know that if they don't have a certain opinion, they're going to get themselves in trouble the by expressing opinion, that on Twitter yeah. and Facebook. So are people really being honest on social media or are certain people being honest on social media? I think it's the latter. Yeah, it's uh, there's like an outspoken minority that sets the sort of the acceptable opinion range. And then you have to fall in line behind that, or else you get ostracized from whatever uh, whatever your particular tribe is. Yeah, no, no question. So I think sometimes these executives, uh, basically, they look at it like, oh, okay, well, this is what's going on on Twitter right now, so this must be what's happening in the world. And um, look, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, it's, I don't. I don't think it's uh, Twitter outrage. It should not be. Uh, should not be considered a legitimate metric of, of anything. So Mike and I work in news media, and this past week, did you pour yourself a, a nice stiff drink last night when you were done? Because I mean, this past uh, week was yeah, nuts. This was, and uh, it's not to make out what we do to be digging ditches or construction or obviously it's it's putting your life on the line in some other capacity yeah, but it's, it's but it's just it's a different kind a brain burner yeah you you walk out of there and you're just like you're like in a fog for the first hour afterwards you're just like uh-huh. yeah like, like and you continue to check twitter because your brain still isn't like off work mode right that's true it's isn't terrible. that crazy it's you really I, have to shut off like i put my phone in a different room or I'll that's just smart it off completely yeah the train ride home for me i think i use the most data on my phone that train ride home because I'm just like in Twitter I bring, and I'm like tweeting and I'm getting all because I'm like I, expressing all I bring my a, biases and getting them out of me. I bring a book I bring a book now to avoid it. That's so smart. I now just I just rip through through books and then by the time like the bus rides over 
like my brain is on something completely different That's because smart. otherwise you just wind up it's just you know i'm gonna do that i'm gonna I, yeah. and i thought to myself that i really should get back into reading stuff other than news yeah and other than twitter oh, books and, are books are fantastic yeah i gotta get into some books um but anyway the suspicious packages thing was really crazy and i just want to get your thoughts on this because we're <clears throat> you know potentially closer to this than some other people especially if they're listening to this in other parts of the country you may not yeah. know that new york's governor andrew cuomo during the whole wednesday when this was really kind of unfolding a, a very weird aspect of the news media business was word came out that at Governor Cuomo's Manhattan office, a suspicious package had been received. Then an alert came out like maybe 30 minutes later. No, 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 that wasn't true. He didn't get a suspicious package. Uh, so call it maybe an hour after that. There was a press conference with New York City Police Department, FBI, the mayor, the governor was there. And during the Q&A portion of the press conference, which is at the back end of it, it's it's after everybody's kind of given their spiel, which is nine times out of 10 where sound bites come from and so on and so forth. Um, during the Q&A portion, he says, oh, by the way, Governor Cuomo I'm talking about, did I did get a package. And we are currently having that looked at by authorities. Now, it turned out that the package he got was some USB thumb drive about Gavin McGinnis's group, the Proud Boys, who, if you don't know, were involved in a brawl on the Upper East Side of Manhattan uh, two weeks ago come now, basically. And... I just found that to be so, I'm sorry, typical of Governor Cuomo and really some of these politicians, a lot of them, that look for any way to glom onto the big story where he was like, well, you know, I was included too. I got a package as well. And yeah. I'm just saying I'm New, a little New York, bit nervous. New York is home to some of the, the great political grandstanders in the United States. We got uh, de Blasio Cuomo and uh, Chuck Schumer. Yeah. It's real. And uh, Pat Lynch. Uh, yeah. Is, Throw him in there. Is very good. Uh, he, he knows exactly what he's doing too. Yeah, they... Uh, they are I was just like blown away by attention. that. I'm like, wow, you really couldn't stand the fact that you weren't one of the prominent Democrats that got a, a package. So something about the fucking Proud Boys, you decided to throw. You basically called your press office and you were like, if you see anything, anything yeah. I can use to get into this, my father, my father. Yeah. Sorry. He, they, that's No, that's what he does. <laughs> it's Cuomo. Um, yeah, it's frustrating that like a, a New York Italian is also such a pain in the ass. Yeah, it's not that's not a good one for my team. Yeah, um, at least De Blasio's from Boston. Yeah, and yeah, De Blasio is is just so full of shit when he talks about being a New Yorker. I got so pissed off uh, when David Wright played his last games the the Mets and De Blasio was talking about how he's like a true New Yorker and yeah. like he loves him as a, a Mets fan and stuff. And I'm like, first of all, you're a fucking Red Sox yeah. fan and you eat pizza with a fork and a knife. <laughs> you can't be the mayor of New York and you have to be just like someone somewhere fucked up so. I don't. I didn't. I I didn't realize people in Boston did that with their pizza either right i didn't i is that a thing I, up there i don't know i think it's just uh or is it just he's just a fucking I think he's dork just a tool yeah, yeah i think he's just a dork he is he just he's very dorky oh his whole family just annoys the yeah. shit that stupid dance they did yeah. when they oh yeah uh, i know I, it gives me douche chills just thinking about sucks. it sucks so the suspicious package and de blasio by the way also has to be heartbroken that he didn't get one yeah. Um, suspicious packages come through. A lot through. of people are heartbroken. Oh, they're just destroyed. I mean, look, it's like not, not only was it a fake, basically it was like a TV remote strapped to yeah. some, uh, you know, 
camera powder or something. I don't even know what. Well, they said the um, lighting. I mean, powder. they said they had PVC powder or PVC pipes filled with uh, powder. Yeah, no, stuff. they. I mean, and they did look to be if the, again if the X-ray images are legit in terms of what was released, they had springs and crap packed in there. So that's scary. I mean, yeah. there's no, there's no um, doubt about it. And I this guess, guy was clearly out of his mind. Yeah, I don't the, know if you saw any of his tweets. I didn't look at his Twitter. We I mean, Seminole, we unconquered Seminole looks, few. He looks. Um, he just had like this the the look on his face. He was a male was stripper just, at something. some point. He lived out of a van. Yeah. I mean, you can't get much more South Florida than that. Which yeah, and also suspicious packages would be a great name for like some sort of ma- like Chippendales. That's a true. Male strip cl- yeah. Wow! Holy crap! So maybe that's why I he, think as a business model having yeah. a South Florida male strip club known as Suspicious Packages Suspicious Packages could probably yeah. become a national destination now at this point if you set that you up could, yeah you could also call it like Florida Man too. yeah 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 um, <laughs> yeah but he just yeah he whenever they get one of these guys and you see the mug shot you're always like yeah Fits the like perfectly. Of course, no, it really did. He was riding around. I mean, uh, honestly, that I mean, you really just can't. You you couldn't make it any more. Who has the energy? Perfect. I don't don't have the time for this. It's just interesting, really, when you think about it. Like he's got, he's living out of a van. He makes all that shit in the back of his van, and then what? uh, You know. I guess drops it in a mailbox somewhere. I, mean, I don't know. I don't think... That's the thing. Like, even if I have to send a, a wedding RSVP, in which is very simple, walk to the the mailbox on the corner, it will take me like weeks of being like, oh yeah, I got to do that today to send it out. He sent fourteen coordinated packages to like high profile politically. There was a lot of work that went into this. I can't fathom carving the time out of my schedule. Yeah. To do all of this. Yeah, well, of course, it doesn't seem like this guy had a lot going on yeah. on his schedule. But, um, yeah, no, it's really, it's it's absolutely true. I mean, it's really um, remarkable the way it all played out. But I have to say that uh, the fact that they made it happen as fast as they did, and you hear all this praising of the coordination between the uh, different agencies in terms of how they put this all together, apparently it was the FBI who got his fingerprint off one of the things that was sent to, I think, Maxine Waters. If there's one, and it's it's terrible to put it this way, but why not? If there's any positive that came out of 9-11, it's the fact that they decided, all right, maybe the whole idea of having these like totally independent agencies isn't yeah. the best idea in the yeah, world. Yeah, getting them to work together. Yeah, that because, I mean, that's... And now it's like the regular, it's modus operandi. Just, that, that, which it should be. I Like, I don't know why you would have multiple law enforcement agencies <sighs> I think they probably looked at it as like almost a checks and balances thing. Keep like, them, you know, yeah. rather than having like an omnipresent and all-knowing law enforcement have yeah. like different agencies that for a reason Do operate independent yeah. but I mean it's such a pervasive threat now and it's so hard to ever get your finger on whatever terrorism is that yeah. it only makes sense yeah I guess uh, 9-11 probably opened a lot of eyes to that because apparently they they each had you know and I'm looking back on my history that I don't know that well but FBI had some intel on Al-Qaeda stuff CIA did but it, in the aggregate, it probably would have been enough to set off alarms, but you know, yeah, they just weren't. Uh, they just were. They weren't communicating. Couldn't put the puzzle pieces together. Yeah, and you know, of course, you know, rewriting history and, and Monday morning quarterbacking is always easier. So you know, easy to do. But uh, anyway, <clears throat> it was pretty fucking fast the way they all put it together. But it was really crazy, and I, I don't know. You know, it, far be it from me to actually sit here and claim that I'm like. 
on the side of any conspiracy theories. But I will just say this. It's very fishy, the whole way that this is so closely tied to the midterms. The fact that this guy was able to get these packages so perfectly sent out and and coordinated. It didn't raise any flags on the front end. These stamps that aren't canceled. I know they say that apparently happens with with, uh, packages or whatever, but it's just, I don't know. And look, it's like I said, it's like I said the other day, if not for some of the more insipid stuff that's happened recently, including Kavanaugh, including what I think is a, frankly, just like, you know, boogeyman thing with the whole Russia uh, investigation, I wouldn't think twice. I'd say, wow, this is an attack on our American institutions. But unfortunately, and maybe that speaks to the world we live in now, I can't help but have this little thing in the back of my head is that is that's like, what the hell is really going on here? Yeah, I mean, I think the the simplest explanation is usually the one that turn, turns out to be the case. Right, exactly. Um, Chances the, are this guy's yeah. a total nut job, and he actually did it. It all worked out. You know, it, we, we didn't have anybody get hurt, and he got caught, and that's the end of the story. But, but the way things have gotten, it's just, every, I feel like everything is, is out there. Yeah. It's just... And maybe that's a byproduct of like you were talking about before we went on the air, just the information age we live in, and we all know so much. Yeah. You know, this isn't a, a group of sharps pushing their glasses up and thinking about what really happened with the grassy knoll and getting together to watch video of the fucking JFK assassination. Yeah. We have that video on our fingertips at all times. Yeah. We have all that information, all these different fake news, whatever you want to ca- talk about. There's a million different things coming at you at any given moment. It's hard to really pick anything out of that stream. Makes it makes it really tough. Um, so anyway, we're going to talk about a few different things. The all-time shot Hall of Fame. A guy that I loved growing up, uh, even when he was on the Phillies. I was pretty much okay with this guy. But he must be put, at least in my opinion, in the all-time shot Hall of Fame. Mike says he likes what he's got going on right now, which I really enjoyed the way he said that. I do. Um, <laughs> we've, <fan. laughs> we've got to talk about this illegal... Um, alien, uh, illegal citizen, whatever you want to call it, pizza delivery man, who uh, everybody rushed to this guy's defense like three months ago, and now apparently he's slamming his wife up against the wall, so we got to talk about that. Um, Also, I have some bad news. Troy Aikman, I think, may break your podcasting heart when I play you the soundbite. Oh, what's what's the... uh... We we got to play that, and then um, we're also going to talk about the sheer bravery of Amy Schumer. Radio Misfits Podcast Network. What did he say? Something about Tony Romo? Uh, he said, let me see. So we're talking about Troy Aikman now. And he had a thought on podcasting. So I'm going to play oh, this. he had a thought on podcast. Okay. I'm going to play a thought for you here. Let me get this going. I'm, I'm interested to hear what Troy Aikman has to say about podcasting. <laughs> I thought you might be. That's a that's an interesting guy to even opine on the uh, on on the subject matter. And he's barely a professional broadcaster. <laughs> Maybe I'm just not up with the times, but, but who listens to podcasts? Oh, come on now. I'm gonna pull some strings. I'm gonna get you on some podcasts going forward. That's <laughs> oh, fantastic. I just never listened to one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. <laughs> Now, that's funny that you said that he's barely a professional broadcaster. Yeah. I actually think I'm not a big Joe Buck guy, okay? I think that Troy Aikman has been made worse 
by Joe Buck. I actually, I actually like Troy um, up there. I, I'm a big fan of having players in the booth just because they have such an intimate like knowledge of every like beyond just what goes on the field. Like they understand like what's going on with these guys, you know, no on question. the sideline, off the field. So I actually, I, I'm just cracking on him uh, because obviously, you know, he's a fucking pretty boy Dallas Cowboys fucking quarterback good fucking Troy Aikman you got to crack on Troy Aikman you do but I mean Troy, uh, <laughs> Troy Aikman actually amazingly to me it was one of those things where like as a giant fan I felt like I was almost betraying myself I kind of appreciated his broadcasting yeah. the last few years and for whatever reason this this uh, most recent incarnation I think Joe Buck uh, honestly I think he's getting worse um he just like makes the opinion himself and then kind of like says to Troy, like, what do you think about that, Troy? And it's just like, well, what's this guy supposed to say? He's supposed to, he can't really pivot off that. Like, you're not giving him any room to actually yeah. do what he does well, which is giving us fucking insight to the game that you don't have, Joe Buck. That's a very, yeah, that's a very Joe Buck thing to do. I mean, you know, he, I, I'm a, I, I'm a Joe Buck fan, but he has a certain. You're like my cousin. He likes him too. He has a certain love for his own voice that's um, palpable. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I like, uh. I like Joe Buck. You're a big Joe I, Buck guy. Yeah, I think they're I, like they're a fun combination to listen to. Both like Joe Buck. Joe Buck has a great voice too, which I think uh, which helps. He does. Um, There's no question about that. And then I, yeah, I, you know, I enjoy Troy's insights. Fox puts puts together a great presentation. Like it's very easy to watch. Um, CBS, I feel like sometimes tries a little too hard to make it like like they. You know, every Sunday, like they, it's almost like they turn into like the fucking Olympics. Like yeah. Same thing with NBC. Yeah. Like football night in America. Like, right. Like, just just show, me the, <laughs> show me the fucking game. That's so true. I never really thought about it in those terms, but now see the one beef I've always had with Fox, or not always, but the past few years that I think CBS does right is when on Fox when somebody gets injured. Yeah. They play what I call the insincere bump. So, of course, we know very well that when Fox football is in full throw, they, they basically... Dun -dun 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 -dun. Yeah. So when someone gets injured, it's a very light harp version of it's... Dun -dun 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 -dun. Oh, yeah, when they got to like go to a commercial or whatever while they're fucking working on Yeah. And I always say to myself, that is such fucking insincere horseshit. I, you think we don't know <laughs> that you're playing some like soft version? CBS, which is... Dun -dun 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 -dun. They just go to break dry if somebody's injured. Oh, to okay. me, that's the classy I've, approach. I've never, I've never even picked up on. See, this. I worry about stupid shit like this. You know, like I pick up on little inane yeah. bullshit. But to me, that insincere bump really bothers me. I like it. It's Fox. It would be fun if they had like the Fox robot like drag an injured player <laughs> off the field. Like I think that would be a good time. Like they should actually. Yeah. They should do that. They just embrace being Fox. Like yeah. that's what you do. You're the whole, you know Simpsons Family Guy. Be ridiculous. Yeah. No. <laughs> and by the way, we were going to talk about with the Simpsons, oh, and yeah. we might as well just do that now. Yeah, jump right in. That they're apparently getting rid of a pill. Yeah, I saw they are, and then I saw another article saying, like, his future in doubt, so I didn't know. Oh, is like, that fake news? I mean, well, I mean, certainly it's getting closer, if not. Do we have, uh, do you keep uh, article tabs open or anything like that? Or, well, uh, I have this thing that I was looking at earlier that said um, I saw, that he is being written yeah, off. Yeah, I saw but, last night that he was getting written off, and then I said, it was just something on Twitter that alluded to, so I, I could be talking out of my ass. Well, here. I don't know if, I, I guess I didn't save the... All right, NBC News, 18 hours ago. The Simpsons reportedly dropping a poo amid debate over character. Uh, IndieWire, 
also says that that's happening. Uproxx, I don't necessarily know those, obviously, as well as NBC News. Um, Apu, let's see. American Public University System, that's not what we're looking for. <laughs> uh, the Simpsons, and this is NPR, talking about how just, you know, how problematic Apu is. And this is back in. Can I tell you something? There's very few words I hate more problematic. than problematic. It's the worst. It's it a, just it just makes me want to crawl up inside myself and because die. Because those are words that are used to shut down conversations. Why can't he do it? Because it's very problematic. Yeah. You don't like there's no it's 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 not a justification, but it's used as a justification even though it's just it's just, it's an it's an empty it's it's a nothing word. It's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And uh you know, the other thing about it is when people say, "Oh, that's what aboutism." That's what aboutism. No, I just provided an, a point uh, yeah. that cla- yeah, you know clashed with your narrative, and that's what you yeah. don't like. Uh, stop it. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's th- that can go to a, a degree. Like if the the points you're comparing aren't even on the same thing. Well, that, and that's fair, and yeah. that's supposed to be what the term means, right? That's yeah. what that should be the uh, the rigid definition. Of okay, it. Like, that and that's fine. So you're saying you don't have as much of a problem with somebody mentioning it in that context. Yeah, like if if you're dropping it in a completely like ridiculous, like unrelated thing, like just to throw the attention to to a different subject, right? And I'm like, all right, yeah, that is what about is. But if you're making a valid comparison between two, like... So I was on a group yeah. text the other day, and my one buddy, who actually isn't even really... I'd say he's pretty fairly down the middle when it comes to politics, was saying, if you ever wanted to see how there really is a problem with the media in this country, it's that this whole bombs thing is, like, the biggest story ever, and the fact that, I don't know, some Trump supporter got, like, ricin in the mail, basically, two weeks ago, wasn't even covered. That's legitimately a problem and then this one buddy of mine is very leftist and his girlfriend is a total like you know uh cat hat marcher woman um and actually they're engaged now so good for him uh he was like that's what aboutism and i was like no it's a fucking somebody getting something dangerous in the mail and it's on both sides how is that what aboutism yeah, it's an yeah. That's an an interesting one because one. I mean, I don't I don't know about the Ricin guy. I guess like that's one of those things you have to like un you got to unpack more. You um you have to say you know, and I guess we'll learn more about what what this guy was up it to. It was okay. It was a letter to Trump, and this guy from Utah sent it to him, and it contained uh, toxic ricin. Of course, it was intercepted, and you know it happened back on October third. Yeah, I'd say that's uh, that's a that's a reasonable. I mean, comparison. is that not a? Yeah. Uh, I think the better comparison is is the the, the baseball shoe. Well, so do I, but because see, it's a bigger me, scale. I agree, yeah. and that's where I I come down on the same side of it, I guess. Yeah. But I thought that maybe that would be whataboutism because it's not a male attack; it's something with a gun. I think uh, well, but I think it's but the, on the politically motivated side, this yeah. guy was apparently a Bernie bro, right? Yeah, yeah, he was, and like a big, and it's not to say that like oh, it's because of Bernie or it's because of Trump, but I, it's just more like the Ricin thing is like okay, it's an envelope. Odds are, it's the fucking president. He's so heavily guarded. You sure, know, this thing's never gonna get to right, him. right. Exactly. Well, the same thing with President Obama. He was yeah. never gonna get a mail getting package. um, you know, shit showing up like so, like bombs showing. You know, at, like there's a. I feel like there's a bigger element of like public danger with mm-hmm. uh, a guy shooting up a public place and bombs being, you know, sent through uh, the postal system and stuff. There's there's sort of a. I think those two have more similar elements than a guy sending an you know an envelope with. Uh, um, on on a single scale. Yeah, with there, the rice there seems there. to be just if we're gonna if we're gonna compare. All right. Like well, I guess I, I guess I'm the one who's who's doing what about is him. 
What are you gonna do? Uh, it's not. I think it's it's not beyond mentioning. Like, who you know? Oh, that's a guy, what about is a um, guy. A guy sent poison to the president. That there's that guy's a fucking lunatic. How about this? Speaking of crazy, how about crazy brave? Like oh, Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer, <laughs> who said that she, in honor of. Kaepernick. This is Kaepernick. Great. This is this is will stuff. not be doing a Super Bowl ad. Not that she was offered one. We have no <laughs> confirmation or even indication that she was offered a Super Bowl ad. But yeah, but she's not going to do it. She now felt- I'd like to make an announcement that the recent uh, Mega Millions winner down in South Carolina contacted me. Very nice woman. Um, I guess she. Uh, you know, just has an affinity for random people from New Jersey. She contacted me and said, look, this is a lot of money. I'd like to split it with you. Yeah. However, turns out she lives down there in South Carolina. She hates President Trump. She's a big time Dem, a big lib. And I just said, you know, out of principle, I'm sorry. I can't accept your offer. So, you know, I could have been a millionaire. Yeah, it's good of you. But I said very, no. Very principled. It's no, it's just it's how I feel. You got to stand up for what you believe in. Yeah, you know, and I guess in a lot of ways I'm like a kindred spirit with Amy Schumer, because you know she had the, you know, really the guts to say I'm not going to do a Super Bowl ad to just post it out of nowhere. I don't get it. Like that was what I didn't get about it was she just posted it out of nowhere. (laughs) Like how fucking ridiculous. Could you possibly, like, okay, so you're going to make that post, and then your publicist is going to tell every uh, entertainment magazine uh, in the country, hey, check out what Amy did, Um, and they're all going to write these gushing articles about Amy Schumer steps up for Colin. Amy Schumer puts Maroon 5 on notice, like, all these, like, stupid, silly things, and it's just like, okay... We see what you're doing. The thing that's really pathetic and just such a misstep about it is that she didn't even really have to go down the road of, oh, I'm not going to do a Super Bowl commercial unless she specifically had an offer to do so. Then I could see where she'd say, eh, you know what? That million dollars or whatever, millions of dollars doesn't really mean that much to me. I'm already loaded. But what's really going to take me to the next level is saying I'm not going to do it. Ooh, how about that? But obviously we don't have any indication that happened. Um, she goes out there and says that she could have just said, "I'm not going to associate with the NFL anymore. I'm yeah. not going to do anything she that even represents." On Super Bowl Sunday, she could have, yeah, done like a little Facebook live. And I'm said, not watching. I'm I'm not watching the game. I'm doing this instead. You should too. And frankly, I Here's wish Moon Five had yeah. chosen not to even perform. Yeah. Whatever. She'd still be a douche and still be yeah. like a, a social That's, justice yeah, warrior, sanctimonious and a little ridiculous. A but at least signal or whatever. Yeah. But at least it would be like, okay, fine. Well, you're at least saying something. Legit. And then and I'm then, not going to do a commercial. What the hell are you talking? I wouldn't about? even I wouldn't even hammer her for for virtue signaling. Then if she actually didn't, you know, if she was like, look, I'm not. If she if if her personal stance was that she agrees with Colin Kaepernick and she doesn't want to watch doesn't want to watch football until you know someone at, you know at least sits uh, addresses it in some f- acceptable fucking way whatever mm-hmm. their opinion is um, and she's like hey uh, I would like you to join me in in doing this um, like she's taking actual action like she's doing right. a thing I would have no no problem with it uh, the the thing about this was that it was pure publicity. There was no. Yeah, there was it's a, pure fantasy. It was fakery. It yeah. was just bullshit. She just made a thing. Uh, she just made a thing up. Yeah. Like, like oh, like, right. I'm, I could have a unicorn, but I'm, I'm not going to. I'm, I'm not going to fuck Mila Kunis tonight. Right. Like exactly. Yeah, that's good of you, by the way. Good. 
that is, pat that on is, the back. Like, yeah, that, um, well, that shows a lot of restraint. Yes, on part, yes, very, very much so. I'm turning down what could have been a fantastic opportunity. Like, there was no opportunity. Right. That's right. what makes it bullshit. That's what makes it. That's to me. That's what makes it. That's what makes it virtue signaling now, as only opposed thing, to uh, to actual virtue. The only thing I can think of is that back in 2006, there was that commercial yeah. featuring Jessica Simpson and Miss Piggy. And oh, it's certainly possible that Amy Schumer thought maybe that yeah. they'd need somebody maybe that sort of fit that. Reboot. <laughs> yeah, you know, that archetype. I mean, like, Reboot, you know, both yeah. on the sort of, like, new age Jessica Simpson side and the Miss Piggy side, maybe she felt there was a little role for well, her. She she appears to uh, be, be prepping for it with uh, Christian Bale-esque vigor. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. She's method acting. Um, all right, so the... Uh, the all-time shot Hall of Fame. Now, this is something I've been thinking about. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I was hoping Mike could maybe join me in this venture. Uh, you know, the flipping out radio all-time shot Hall of Fame. And the initial class is always an important thing. You know, like you think about that yeah. initial class in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Babe Ruth, Ty Cobb. You know, Cy Young. You know, like those are those are iconic names. Now, are you going to put this to like a Twitter poll that's or, not a bad idea. Yeah. That's not a bad idea at all, actually. So I think I could do that. I could create a Twitter poll somewhere where I start uh, asking people on the Twit machine what, what they think of the all-time Shot Hall of Fame initial class. Now, I was thinking somebody that could definitely be uh, a nominee uh, would be Gary Busey. Yeah, Busey. Um, I mean, when I think of the word shot, there's few people I think of more than him. And the weird thing is, though, he just he carries it through. Like he's like he's got that like Keith Richardsness about him, where right he's still well, out Keith there. Keith Richards is a good name, still out there doing his thing. Like we're not like shot, but like still still going. Well, see, I think that's where you have to draw the key distinction. We're not talking about somebody who is so you know poisoned by years of alcohol or drug abuse or whatever that they just you don't see them anymore yeah they're or still they still don't a player. exist or, yeah. they're, or they're dead or whatever they're still, but they're the still out there yeah they're still doing it yeah that's the key that's yeah. what makes you you know eligible yeah. for the shot hall of fame because Busey's like shot but he's lucid like if you, you hear him speak and you're like well I mean, he's nuts, but he's going somewhere with this. Like, so, there's a. Uh, so, speaking of that, you said you're really picking up what Lenny Dykstra's oh, putting I love down it. these days. I love it. Uh, for, yeah, the, the drugs, the profanity. His that Twitter stream he, uh, he had going the other day, where he said, like, at, uh, what court was he in court in Newark or Elizabeth yeah, or uh, something L- like Linden, like, actually. I like, think. Any, anything interesting going on at the Linden courthouse today? Like, <laughs> like I love it. Like, he's just like, fuck it. Who cares? He's. Is yeah. he, was, did he have a gun uh, in his possession when so he was arrested? He uh, th- told, I think, the Uber driver or Lyft driver, whichever one it was, that he did, in fact, have a gun. That's and awesome. And that, you know, he was going to, you know, hurt the guy or whatever if he didn't yeah. do whatever he He's told him to do. He's just tripping his balls off. But yeah. <laughs> I think when police searched him and, you know, followed no up gun. on the whole situation, I don't believe there actually was a gun. Oh, uh, that's almost even better. But he did have <laughs> drugs on him, obviously. Yeah, well. Uh, I mean, that kind of goes without saying. I, I mean, that's why you're in the Uber, right? Exactly. Uh, right. He's being responsible Yeah, in a lot that's of actually ways. the responsible way to have, have That's uh, what's annoying friends. about this. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't have a problem. Like, people, like, it's, I feel like it's just easy to be like, oh, washed up old ball players doing ridiculous shit. Like, fuck it. He's doing, he's doing <laughs> Lenny Dykstra stuff. You don't, you don't get the nickname Nails. And then just 
like become not that. Now, did I uh, for stop me if I if I've told you this, and I, I think that's going to become like a common phrase on the podcast because I just you know I, I tend to repeat certain stories yeah. and I need to watch that. But um, did we already talk about Lenny Dykstra and and playing Baccarat in uh, Atlantic City? Did you play with him? No, I wish. Oh. I, I really wish. No, I guess I not. I really there. wish. Yeah. This was like an Atlantic City Magazine profile from like 1993 or yeah. something like that. And this guy did basically an investigative report on the life that like Lenny Dykstra led. So what he would do was after a game, he'd make the whatever it is, hour and a, hour and a half drive about oh, no, uh, out to down Atlantic. to AC? Well, no, but this was when he was playing in Philly. Oh, okay. So he would go from the vet out to Atlantic, out to AC. And I think that's about an hour and a half. Yeah, I think. yeah, yeah. It's the AC Express way yeah. right across here. Yeah. And maybe even less, depending on traffic and so on and so forth. Um, and he would play Baccarat, which I don't even really know that much about that game. It's a, it's like an Asian yeah, game. Weird, yeah, that's an odd it's, one. Uh, it, it's, it's like real fucking degenerate, I think. Like, it's, it's awesome in a way how degenerate it is, the fact that that's the game he was playing. Yeah. So he was playing this Baccarat game, and from what I understand, you almost sort of like play against the person you're sitting across from okay. in Baccarat, if that makes any sense. Like, it's not really where it's you're playing one, against the house. One, it's okay. not like a, I don't know, somehow you're... But these two guys, this Lenny Lenny Dykstra and this high roller, were sitting at this table together. They were the only ones there. It was probably like 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 yeah. o'clock in the morning. Good ripping, time to be on the casino floor. Ripping bones, you know, yeah, like just it. absolute drinks flowing, you know, who knows what. So at some point this guy that he was playing with and Dykstra's just getting cleaned out the guy's saying to him like you know like Lenny maybe you should you know and he Foot fucking the lost it. he lost it like he said like he basically like had to be restrained I guess from the guy I was like I can't you think I don't care about the money I care about the money oh shit yeah yeah and yeah, like that's basically good. that's good stuff lost it so you gotta find this it's out there somewhere it's a profile on him I back it. in the day those guys that was that '86 Mets like they're just such a hardcore group. Of oh yeah, oh like, yeah. They just lived with intensity. Like they, they were they were getting to fights on the field, fights off the field. Yeah. They were doing cocaine. Exactly. They're taking greenies. And, yeah. They, they would if they were too revved up from an amphetamine before the game, they would drink a beer to bring it down a little bit. Like these guys were playing baseball. Yeah, they were playing baseball, <laughs> man. It's true, and that's what I love about yeah. this particular story. Is now if you don't live in New Jersey or the tri-state area, then this might not mean as much to you. But I just this really sticks out to me, and and maybe you know that area better than I do. But Linden, why Linden? Why was he? Yeah, I that's guess he where, lives there. I only kind of pass through there on the train. It's New Jersey's kind of weird like that, though. Is Linden nice? I think it's just like a reasonable, you know, kind of like anywhere else. Like I mean, I live in Jersey City. Like a lot of people like that. It, New Jersey's odd because we're so densely populated that there you can live in an area that's not that nice but have you know a decent place. Oh yeah, I mean look look right down my street here is East yeah. Orange. Yeah. I mean like you go you take the wrong turn, you know what I mean? You're going to have a little problem. Yeah. Um so I don't like, yeah, see Linden, the picture they've got on here is like a shitload of like oil processing plants and stuff. Like I always thought Linden was like kind of nasty. Yeah, I mean that's Again, that's just the thing. I guess you Isn't know, it like right across the coast from like Staten Island. Yeah, like that's like that's this part of North Jersey though is just it is what it is, right? Like, right. Like I think Odell Beckham like or, or uh, yeah had like a place up in like North Bergen like in a, a, a high rise or something okay. like that. Um, yeah, so it's just you know I mean you've you've lived here all your life. Yeah, that's just. 
No, it is. We're it's right it's on all fucking... kinds of stuff on top of each other. Yeah, it's see, really true. Yeah, so people just like live. Every it's. I, I sound fucking retarded trying to explain this because it is kind of hard to explain. Um, it is, I believe, the most densely populated part of the yeah. country, and you get a lot of geographic diversity because of that. Yeah. You'll be driving along, you'll be in one town for five, ten minutes. I mean, even a place like Montclair, yeah. right up the avenue here, they're like mansions, the downtown yeah. part, which is like you know, kind of ghetto in some parts. Yeah, and then insane mansions yeah. up on the other part of town. So yeah, you're right. Um. All right. Quickly, I want to talk about some random things. So the Mets are hiring an agent to be their GM. What are your thoughts? Um. I don't. My knowledge of baseball. Uh, from by the way, that's not stuff. official. When we recorded this, yeah. that wasn't official. So if it ends up being Heim Bloom, that's yeah. why I'm sounding like an idiot right now. My uh, my knowledge of uh, of baseball front office stuff is very thin. So I don't I don't fully understand what the the ramifications of of this. Well, I guess be. some people are looking at it as just kind of fucked up and like a conflict of interest thing because if he's been representing the one side up yeah. until this point for years and negotiations and so on and so forth, how are you just going to kind of all of a sudden flip sides? Uh, I would think that it gives it almost becomes it could become an advantage to management understanding like hey if we're negotiating with this guy here's the here's the way to go about it we're doing this and I mean he still has a professional obligation to be a good GM right so if he's doing a shit job at that and like look you, you got this asshole like a you know a huge multi-year deal uh, and you, you know he wouldn't produce like what what the fuck are you doing yeah um, I think I feel like that would backfire on him like completely I, I almost feel like it could be an advantage whereby he's like hey look if we don't do if we want to get this guy we do x y and he's like almost like inject injecting a layer of realism yeah. into it like anthony scaramucci was on uh, bill maher last night and it was you know bill had, had two other liberal liberals on the panel and they're like bitching about trump trump this trump that did you hear what he said did you see and mooch was pretty much like look you're playing into his hand allow me to show you how to beat him um, because I can give you the playbook, and they were all yelling at him like, "No, no, no!" So I think when you have somebody who has the other team's playbook, you kind of say, "Yeah, let's let's look at the playbook." No, that's interesting. That's a good point. I didn't really think of it that way. And I think obviously they'll they'll handle all the the dotting of the eyes and crossing of the t's. He's going to have to give up all his clients. They'll all figure out new agents that they can get and all this kind of stuff. And uh, maybe it's not the worst thing in the world. I mean, it's definitely a truly outside the box choice because I yeah. think it's the first time a major agent has gotten a job like this so um and i also think it's kind of hilarious because i i guarantee you scott boris is like pissed because i think there was a time when he kind of wanted to do it and yeah. it never really happened for him or maybe his personality rubbed people the wrong way yeah i could be wrong maybe he didn't maybe he never wanted to i mean he's made a shitload of money anyway so who gives a fuck he's fine um yeah i mean i don't know uh hiring a gm hiring an agent as a gm whatever we'll see if it works the biggest problem is that their ownership seems to have their hands in the cookie jar at all times and that's why it's almost like an I believe it when I see it type thing because you know they just the the Will Ponds are just nightmares I have yeah I have no use for those guys uh yeah so we talked about the whole thing with Megan Kimmel sorry Megan Kelly uh Jimmy Kimmel and the factor there uh something you'd never know watching the news talking about Trump I just thought this was interesting uh, I actually do care about certain environmental things, despite being a big bad Republican. Yeah. When it comes to like pollution, and I'm talking actual pollution, not like made up, like you know, like heat and stuff like that. I'm talking about keeping the water clean. The oceans got significant problems with pollution, and um, I was always sort of hesitant to the idea of fracking because 
a lot of people said that's going to really fuck with the fresh water supply. And if you want to talk about something we really don't have a lot of and we could actually fuck ourselves with, it's fresh water. Yeah. So um, one thing you'd never know watching the news is Trump actually signed off on a, a law in the last couple of weeks that's focused on cleaning trash from the ocean. And I just find it so interesting because I've nobody never heard it reported. Yeah, nobody I've never heard anyone talk anything about it. And it, holy shit, that's loud. What was that? Okay, so that was me getting a text, but since it's like registering on my computer, uh-huh. it played it at that volume. Damn. Um, anyway, nobody would ever talk about that, but it's actually like exactly what a lot of Enviro leftists would want them to do. Yeah, I'm surprised there's not like a bigger push to come up with a way to like desalinate water on a, a mass scale. Yeah, I, I find that you interesting think that too. that would be a good way to do things. Yeah. I, I don't know if maybe they just feel like they don't really have... I know that it's not an efficient process they have. It's very expensive what, yeah. what they have to do. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, figure out a way to, um, you know... Make it not so expensive. Yeah. Uh, let's see. what. So, this this pizza man, this, this delivery pizza man who was originally from Ecuador, he was arrested in Fort Hamilton Army Base this over the summer. And a lot of Democratic activists came out in support of him and said, look, this is fucked up. You're taking away a guy from his family. You know, he's got to be able to help for his family who live here and they are citizens. Yes, this guy's here illegally. He was ordered for de- deportation 10 years ago, but you got to figure out a way to keep him around. So everybody came out the woodwork, the local councilman, you know, Governor Cuomo's talking about it, all this stuff. And he was ordered by a federal judge to be released, you know, let him go try to become a legal citizen. Then he, like, jacked his wife up against the wall, smacked her or some shit, and he's under arrest for domestic violence. Yeah, you don't want to do that. The one thing I wanted to bring this up is not to basically say, ha-ha, I told you so, or anything like that. It's not to spike the football or anything like that. My point is this, okay? Sometimes there's more to stories than meet the eye, and if you actually use your brain about it, it might come out. And what I mean by that is, when this guy got arrested for being an illegal citizen uh, not here as a as a as a you know legal immigrant yeah uh while delivering pizza on an army base how does that happen like what happens to get to that point i imagine that the guy was probably being a dick the delivery guy was probably being a dick somebody said oh, to him he got arrested? hey what are you doing here man why are you here what I don't have to tell you that. I don't have to... You don't need to know. I'm trying yeah. to do, do my job here, man. Leave me alone. No, I do need to know. I'm actually in charge of security for the... What's your... Can I see your driver's license? No, you don't need to see that, man. Let me go. I'm trying do, to... Do we an know, asshole. Do we know if... The, I mean, I'm curious... The, the facts of that arrest, I don't think, ever came out. Basically, yeah. the fact is he's not a legal citizen. Say, some so, army yeah, officer we, we or whatever, somebody on base detained him, yeah, I'm, and I'm, he was then I'm, basically I'm, looking at trouble for the fact that he wasn't here legally. They Well, they said he had delivered to that base a bunch of times before, so I'm curious as to how he had ever gotten onto the base without some kind of, like, idea. Like, you can't just, like, stroll onto a military base. Right. Like, you have to go through a fucking gate like, and show, usually, a Department of Defense ID. <clears throat> and I'm sure if you, for delivery driver, they they have a fucking process. Yeah. Um, because people do get takeout delivered to yeah, the base. Yeah, and look, and it's possible that, that there was something where the particular guy checking... Uh, people at that checkpoint or that was, you know, there at the gate or whatever um, wasn't willing to accept his, you know, yeah. non-citizen ID that New York City gives out or whatever, which yeah. is apparently what this guy had, you know, and it's sort of a wink, wink, nod, nod to the sanctuary city thing. Yeah. But um, 
you know, maybe that's what happened. Maybe yeah. up until that point, the guy had always said, all right, go throw. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, whatever, I don't give a shit. But, the, but this particular guy maybe did. But I'm just saying, and it's totally speculation, I'm willing to put that out there, that I bet you the guy was a dick somehow that day. And now I'm not so necessarily shocked that he got into this thing with his wife. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. I mean, because his wife was lobbying the hardest to get him out. So I, like... You know, usually people who get physical with their wives, it's not a first, like, they do it, it's like a regular fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there's, like, an odd thing there. I I don't know, like, I wonder, if, like, it's, if it bears on the uh, the immigration thing at all, though, because, I mean, if it turns out that he was, like, a perfectly uh, nice guy living under the same illegal circumstances and then didn't um, lay a hand on his, on his wife... Uh, afterwards um you know is it then then do you even bring it up yeah right um yeah that's true um that's a good question so all right i have this is something these are always dangerous because i don't necessarily um have the best track record with doing things like this but i had an idea for a little bit a little a little uh thing that we might do where uh, one of the things that I really love from working in the news media thing, and I feel like maybe you can appreciate this, is cop speak. I really love cop speak. Oh, yeah. It's just so, uh, you know it when you see it, you know it when you hear it. Yeah. It's always with a very stereotypical Italian or Irish last name behind it. Yes. Uh, a certain accent that sounds like it's right out of either Brooklyn or Staten Island. Yeah. And it's just it's just great. Yeah, I love. It. I'm picturing like Bob Boyce up at the exactly, uh, podium. Exactly, exactly. Right? Yeah. Bob Boyce, or now of course it's Dermot Shea, who is the yeah. uh, uh, chief of detectives. So I thought that maybe you know we could sort of just like talk about our days that we've done so far, the the routine that we followed in yeah. cop speak. And what I mean, <laughs> what I mean by that yeah. is, when I woke up this morning yeah. in the confines of my bedroom, <laughs> I decided that that was the proper time. To make a hot cup of coffee, I went down the staircase <laughs> at oh thirty hundred hours and made the right turn. I I saw at that time the perp the mo was standing there blocking me from the coffee maker, and I, I took evasive action at that point. Um, at at that point, uh, apropos of what had happened previous to that, I filled the coffee maker with water, made a hot cup of Joe. And added a bit of cream and sugar to it so that I might... And at 900 hours, um, I sent a textual message to Mike Montone and and uh, Michael Montone of Jersey City uh, and let him know at that point that the uh, 1200 hour would be when we would target doing our recording of podcasts. Like the problem is you've had the exact same day as me <laughs> leading up to now, so it's hard. I actually fucking did an entire... Um, my uh, the Christmas episode we do every year for our, our cold open we do I, I do a like a sketch where Santa Claus gets into some kind of trouble mm-hmm. and uh, I had him the first year I did it I had him killing John Benet Ramsey <laughs> so I did uh, so I did a police I did a police press uh, yeah it was like uh, it was at that it was at that moment that uh, Mr Kringle encountered the victim <laughs> that's terrible <laughs> at the base of the stairs. Did you see that uh, reports indicate, or I guess a poll or whatever algorithm these people used, that NJ, New Jersey, is the most stressed out state? Are we? that story? Supposedly. Supposedly we're like slightly more stressed out than New York and uh, there were some other ones. Are we stressed or are we high strung? 
That's a good question. I, I feel like it, it comes through as stress. Because, I mean, yeah, I, I have to bring myself down every once in a while. And I think part of it is just, again, the densely populated thing. We're all on top of each other. Yeah, so I think that's part of it. So yeah. Zipia, which I don't know that site, but here's their recent report. The 10 most stressed states are New Jersey, Georgia, Florida, California, New York, Louisiana, Maryland, North Carolina, Virginia, and Mississippi. And they use six criteria. Long commute times, unemployment, hours worked, population density, home price to income ratio, and the percentage of the population that's uninsured. Okay, we have a bunch of that. So... And this part of, of North Jersey, especially if we get towards like Hudson County, um, and I, I do not say this is a racist, but there are a lot of uh, Hispanic families that do not have car insurance yeah, right. in this area. Right. Um, just It's really just because we have a lot of Hispanic families, so as a result, and they tend, they tend to be large families because they, they live, you know, tight to, yeah. to each other, as immigrant communities tend to do. Um, so we, we, you have a lot of that, a shitload of traffic, commute times, even if you live right outside the city can be like I was living in Bergen County on a, a clear day to drive to the George Washington Bridge for my parents place you can knock that out in like 20 minutes on a weekday going into work that's an hour and a half drive yep. yeah. um, and not like an easy drive either like a stressful like whoa 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 drive um, and then what yeah population density I mean we're we really do live on top of each other here like so, to an absurd degree it's true the top five least least stressed states, Iowa, Minnesota, Nebraska, and then both North and South Dakota. Yeah. Any, any interest in moving there? No. Uh, <laughs> I hear Minnesota's pretty cool. Yeah, Minnesota's actually, things about honestly, Minnesota. the only problem I have winter, with Minnesota is just how fucking, fucking cold brutal. it is. But yeah, it's supposed to be nice. They got like the lakes and uh, It's actually and supposed that. to be a really nice place. They got a lot of parks. It's clean. Yeah, I've, you know, I've, li- I've lived elsewhere um, through like college and uh, the Marine Corps, but um, I don't know. New, Jer- I, New Jersey just pulls me back. That's, this is, it's the best place. I'll deal with. I'd think about Nebraska. I, I I'd give it some thought. I couldn't do. I I couldn't be away from the ocean, so that limits me obviously in a, a lot of ways. But yeah, Jersey's there's too much about New Jersey that drives me like that drives me back here whenever I'm I'm elsewhere. That it doesn't make sense to go anywhere else because as as soon as I leave New Jersey for any extended period of time, I'm just like oh, I gotta work on getting back to Jersey. Yeah. No, I know. I, I I've not spent a ton of time outside of it but uh i i totally get what you're saying it makes a lot of sense to me um now last time we did a show we did not talk about the restaurant in boston or the boston area that's or i think it might actually be in maine that's getting lobsters high oh yeah did they? didn't they get they did they get stopped by the health department they or did. some shit yeah yeah the health department stopped them and uh the story if you don't know it was that they you know, some people really get bent out of shape by what happens when you drop the lobster in yes. the pot. There's um, uh, air, basically, that comes out of a cavity in their head. They're actually they're not actually screaming as they fucking roast to death. Yeah, but it's they, just a release. It sounds like they are, and um, they also do like you know thrash around yeah. because that's the actual response to the yeah. fact that they're getting burned to death. Um, so in combination, it's quite quite horrifying. So I guess what this woman does is she basically gets the lobsters high so, so that they don't they even no know what's idea. going on. Yeah. They're just, you know, whatever. They're, they're done. 
and um, the health department had a problem with it. But I mentioned that because you know we pretty much reached the um, end of the recording here. Oh no shit! And um, how long we uh, how long we go? Well, it's uh, it's an hour at this point. We've got an hour of tape. Right on. And uh, I feel like that's a pretty good, nice bite-sized. Yeah, it's a good. That's uh, a good show. Flipping out radio. Yeah. And I just felt like maybe we'd make like some lobsters, and uh, get are you, baked. Are you paying for the lobster? Oh, <laughs> you said to make make actual lobsters. Yeah, actually, and let me. Uh, let me see I did have some yeah. lobster recently. Did you? I fucking lobster the shit. Yeah, I. You know, it's funny. That's a taste change thing. When I was a kid, I wasn't into lobster. Not a fan. But. Um, I find it quite enjoyable now, and I had it up at uh, Lauren Crocker's wedding. I was up there oh, in Cape wow. Cod. What is she? Are we still recording? Or yeah, I'm still going because I'll, I'll I'll just close it down. I guess when we fight, unless should, should I just cut it now? Oh no, I didn't know uh, if you because you started talking about the wedding and shit. No, well, I was gonna ask what is she? Is she still in radio or? Yeah, yeah, she's actually on some like I want to call it like KTU or PLJ type station out there in Detroit where she's part of a morning show team. I. See, I gotta, because I, I, you know, my first like foray into radio was like I interned at KTU and stuff, and like yeah. all perfectly good people. But now, but that was like before. I mean, podcasting existed then, but it right. was kind of like, what is this thing that you want me to listen to? Now, with everything else that you can do in media, I'm confused at what the draw is to, like that kind of corporate. We're just going to put the exact same thing in in every city. Right yeah, now. I you know it's interesting. I I don't know. I think that they're kind of caught in a media um, purgatory to an extent, in the sense that they still make money off those types of shows, yeah. and it's because the demographics still exist for people who turn to that as opposed to downloading a podcast before they go out the door. It, it seems what, like what one, will that be 10, 15 years it seems from like now? Once I don't know. Wi Fi is widespread in automobiles. That's it. That's the case. That's the kick. Yeah. There's two factors, really, to me, and, and we can leave this going here and then just kind of cl- close yeah, it. No, and, I think it's an interesting do industry a, discussion. Yeah, yeah, and we can maybe even get into this at a further point. But to me, the two biggest factors are Wi-Fi, like you said, yeah, and driverless cars. What's that yeah. going to mean? Does that completely kill radio as we know it? Or I don't know. Cause I think still you still have to be like focused and paying attention with the driverless car. Like at least for now, you know. For and I feel like that. But I'm talking about what, what about when it gets to like minority report level of driverless cars? Will there ever still be the spoken word? Yeah, I think. I think thing, people just as opposed to just TV. I think sometimes, sometimes I don't want to be visually stimulated. You know what right. I mean? Like, some, like I don't like Joe Rogan. I could watch his podcast. That's true. I don't. Like yeah. even even people who do shows that, um, like what's it, Dave Rubin? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when I, his show is a, like a, a sit down conversation, I put it on YouTube. I minimize the thing and I go about my business. I just exactly. listen to it. Right. Uh, so yeah, I think there's I think there's value in that in general because sometimes you want to be doing other shit with your eyes. You know, you might be hanging out with like a group of people and you might want to listen to a show and have like a sidebar covered. For whatever million reasons, right. you would want that. I think it's just the product that that a lot of radio stations. No, I, I think you're right. I think that garbage. People want to hear stories. People want to hear people talk about them. It's it's uh, definitely uh, part of the human experience to be stimulated from just the auditory yeah. as opposed to the visual. I agree with you on that. I think you're right. So maybe that's a discussion for a future day as well. Again, he's Mike Montone. You can check out the Savage Crew. It's the Savage Sack Tap podcast. 
and you can follow him on all the social medias at the Savage Crow. Right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, Except for Twitter. Twitter is at Mike Montone. Um, oh, and and Instagram. Instagram is, is at Gary underscore Moiler. If yeah. you search the Savage Crew on Instagram, though, that's like what we're named. It's just a different app because right. of whatever. Yeah, because I'm a fucking idiot. When our I good boy. Together. Our yeah. good. Our good friend Gary Moiler. Yeah, Gary Moiler. All right. Shout to Gary Moiler. I'm James Flippin, and this has been Flippin' Out Radio, the most American podcast ever created. Heaven's now very good. The most American podcast ever created. Oh, here's your blessing. Oh, Yeah, de Blasio is, is just so full of shit when he talks about being a New Yorker. I got so pissed off uh, when David Wright played his last games, the, the Mets, and de Blasio was talking about how he's a true New Yorker, and yeah. like he loves him as a, a Mets fan and stuff. And I'm like, first of all, you're a fucking Red Sox yeah. fan, and you eat pizza with a fork and a knife. <laughs> you can't be the mayor of New York. And you have to be just like someone somewhere fucked up so I, don't, I didn't realize people in Boston did that with their pizza either. Is that a thing? <sighs> oh, my stars, what a day. This has been a Flippin' Out Radio production. The preceding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you.